This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, welcome back. Seattle Mariners Baseball Podcast. Thanks for being here once again. We have a fun one today as one of our favorites, Colin O'Keefe, is going to be here. We'll talk to him in just a couple of minutes. And uh, it's always a fun conversation when Colin's around. He's going to share some of his favorite stories from his Mariners days. Uh, Also, in just a minute here, tonight on Mariners Classics, we have the very first game of Safeco Field history tonight. And then coming up tomorrow, we have the first win in Safeco Field history. This is going to be a fun week. The first game in team history is coming up on Wednesday. The one-game playoff in 1995. The 2001 division clinch will come up after that. The 2000 wildcard clinch. And a fun game from 1997 where uh, Griffey gets his 56th home run and Randy Johnson gets his 20th win in the same game in 1997. So a lot of fun coming up this week. We'll have some stuff on the podcast around those games, including today. This is a fun one that I uncovered. It was from January of 1998, and someone handed Dave Niehaus a recorder as he kind of, uh, on the construction site of then Safeco Field, is he was in the booth at one point, he was in the dugout at another point, and just kind of recorded some of his thoughts. So we'll start with that on uh, a day where we play the first game in ballpark history coming up tonight on Classics. Just three minutes of Dave talking about his impressions of the ballpark as he walked around for kind of the first time as it was taking shape. The last time I was at Safeco Field, it was uh, during the World Series. And believe it or not, this place uh, doesn't look that too far away from hosting a World Series of its own. Wouldn't that be too wonderful? Unbelievable what these folks have done here in the last four or five months at Safeco Field. This is the first time we've had an opportunity to uh, view this stadium from what will be our booth for uh, this new stadium. It is a magnificent view, and uh, it's for the first time we can really give you an idea of what we're going to be able to describe. First of all, as we stand here at a little bit after noon on a Wednesday, a chilling Wednesday, we can see that uh, after a nice uh, game of baseball afternoon, game of baseball, probably not evening, but maybe evening, who knows, uh, the Seagulls are going to come in like they used to at old Exhibition Stadium in Toronto and come in and have a repass of uh, popcorn and peanuts, etc. We can look out and we can see Harborview Hospital way up on the hill, Pill Hill off to our left, and of course the, the old ballpark, the Kingdom off to our left, and part of downtown, and if you're seated down the right field line, you'll get a complete view of uh, downtown. And uh, we have heard in the background on several occasions what will become, without a doubt, the signature of this uh, magnificent ballpark, Safeco Field, and that will be the passing train whistles uh, that you'll see, or hear, I should say, and perhaps see over the center field wall if you see the behind home plate uh, during the course of an afternoon or evening ball game. But it looks like a ballpark. It's taking uh, shape uh, to be 
perhaps the most magnificent ball park ever built, and uh, you're all going to be a part of it not too long. It seems like a millennia itself till July the 15th, an eon, but it's not. It's not that far away at all, and we hope that uh, you have uh, made your plans to be here, not only for opening day, but for the rest of the year beginning July the 15th here, and prior to that, beginning on April, what is it, the 5th at the Kingdome? against the Chicago White Sox for what promises to be a most exciting 1999 campaign. We can't wait. Standing here in the Mariners' dugout, which this year, of course, will be after July the 15th, on the first base side, rather than the third base side, where it is at the Kingdom. And I will tell you this, we're standing near the upper step. Matter of fact, we'll move to the upper step and, and lean on the banister here, the concrete banister, where Lou Pinello will be doing a lot of uh, watching the ball game. And quite frankly, he is closer to the batter than I think, at least by the naked eye, the pitcher is to the batter. It's only 60 feet, 6 inches from the batter to the pitcher. And from here, it appears that Pinello is closer to the batter than the pitcher really is. It is something. It is a beautiful, beautiful ballpark. Nice tour today on a rainy day that gives us a, a rosy feeling inside, although it's cold outside for opening day. July 15th here at Safeco Field. This is Dave Meehouse. That was really fun to listen to. Really fun to listen to. It's fun to find, just as I go through these tapes, it's really fun to find just random items like that. And that was that was really fun to hear. I think about that all the time, going from the Kingdom for so many years to Safeco Field in those days and what that must have been like for Dave, who... It was so many calls, so many innings, so many hours in the kingdom, and just the difference between that and the ballpark, the beautiful ballpark we have now. So now let's welcome in Colin O'Keefe. Well, Colin, it is great to have you on again. I, I am sad that you're no longer part of the Mariners organization, but the silver lining, selfishly to me, is – at least I feel like, if you agree with this, hopefully you will, that you will be a frequent podcast guest, which I am really happy about. It's great to have you. It's great to talk to you. It's great to be back on here. I know I love doing it and would love to be uh, a frequent guest. I'm sitting down in the exact same spot that I, I recall doing the first one of these many, many years ago. Not too many, but a few years ago. I know. Isn't that funny? You were, you were a, a frequent guest and then you were part of the organization and now you're back to frequent guest again. So this this should be fun. Absolutely. Excited for it. This is great timing too, because uh, I was—I've been thinking about you a lot the last couple of days for a couple of reasons. One is the wheelhouse is coming back; it's—it's it's back out again today, and that is something obviously you had such a big hand in, and, and it's got to be—I uh, think about where you were and some of the things that you did in the Mariners organization, and the wheelhouse is so much fun. It's such a great show that you helped create and uh it's coming back which is great and it's part of your legacy which is fun it's gonna be fun to be on the listening side of it and just hear jerry's takes on how things are going and you know i wish you the best of luck in uh managing those personalities and having fun with them it's an absolute blast just you know be sure to you know snap at them as much as possible they really <laughs> love that uh, if you can, you know, give them the go ahead that you're going to start an episode, but then, you know, you have some mic troubles and you got to start uh -huh. it over. They're big uh -huh. fun fans of that as well. Uh, and yeah, just be sure to bring up, uh, broccoli Rob and that should, should get That's you going, it. but no, 
uh, in actuality, it was really one of the it was a you know a dream come true to be able to throw that together and give fans a little more access, and then uh, you know selfishly being able to you know sit down with the GM of your favorite baseball team right. for not just an hour every week for the show, but for uh, you know the the informal discussions that take place before and after is pretty surreal. So uh, I hope Jerry and Aaron are doing well, and uh, it's great to talk to you as well. Yeah, I'll tr- I'll do my best not to run the show into the ground. That's the that's the that's my pledge to you. I'll try <laughs> I'll try and take the baton and keep it rolling. I was also thinking about you too because on classics tonight, uh, we are playing the uh, last start for Felix Hernandez at T-Mobile Park, which you know when I think about some of my all-time favorite games, that is one of my all-time favorite games. The Unless you were there, it's a really hard thing to describe. But the atmosphere was amazing. That was so much fun. My favorite part of that, I think, was just the unique setup of it. Yeah. Uh, and what I mean that just purely in the physical space. It was completely different than what you normally get you know, with the ball game where if it's not going to be a huge crowd, it's going to be a little spread out. Or if it is a huge crowd, it's going to be you know similarly spread out all over the ballpark. But it was like a, a stage play. Uh, you had Felix performing right in front of you. And from our view in the press box, you have uh, Felix on the mound, of course, and then off to the left, like a huge singular open amphitheater that is just all the King's Court. And it's just this interesting, not illusion, but this interesting view of just it felt like just pure art, a pure performance. Uh, an absolute intimate setting. Yeah, it just felt like it was something I don't think we'll ever see again uh, to effectively, you know, open the 2019 season with Ichiro in Japan. And then though it wasn't the last game, it still was kind of closing the book on the 2019 season to have, you know, Felix's last game in a Mariners uniform uh, there as well. That was, yeah, that was something special. And the thing that I'll always, yeah, again, always remember is just that amphitheater feel of it. Uh, and I was just running all over with a phone, you know, <laughs> trying to get as many angles as I could. But yeah, from seeing it from the press box, seeing it from up in it in the 300 level, it was, I don't think we'll ever see that where, yeah. you know, one side of the stadium is more empty and one side of the stadium is packed first row to the last. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of that, uh, next time you visit the radio booth, you will see, we now have that great picture that Ben took with Felix after the game, you know, wearing the yellow shirt, standing in front of the fans with his arms wide. We have that picture up in the booth. That is just one of my all-time favorites. That scene was amazing. That's just an all-timer. Yeah. Uh, that's one of the classic uh, photographs that we have. And I remember immediately uh, at the time, I think uh, someone sent an email internally uh, just highlighting that that photo, or no, maybe it was the Japan photo, mm. was uh, one of the photos of the year in sports or something along those lines. Uh, and I and I immediately said, you know, without even opening this, this could be any number of photos from Ben. It could have been the Ichiro yeah. one that actually was. It could have been uh, uh, the Felix one that you're alluding to. And I remember thinking at the time, this is undoubtedly one of just the indelible images in the history of the Seattle Mariners. And and Ben, he captures so many of them. Uh, if if you're listening to this and you see, you know, a guy, I, he's what would you say? Six, two, six, three. I don't know. See a tall, lanky guy running around, working up a lather with a camera all over the place. Uh, that's Ben Van Houten. And uh, he's one of my favorite dudes to work with. I'll, that's one of the people I'll miss working with the most because we, uh, 
we we're so we're like-minded we're, we don't work the exact same way but we're we're frantic or we're bordering on frantic while still getting things done uh and and he gets yeah that image that one it will be seared into my memory and a lot of mariners fans memory same with you know griffey under the pile uh same with yeah. uh, you know the flag on the mound in 2001 that's just one of those images that'll be the last one of the lasting images of the franchise yeah, every Mariners fan has has seen Ben. They just may not have known they've seen him. He's he's the one yep. that's running around, oftentimes in like a low crouch, especially if the anthem is going or something like that. Like cameras hanging from him, sprinting around. It's amazing during the course of the ball game. He must go ten miles during the course of the game with everywhere he goes. It's unbelievable. Yeah, he's one of my favorites, and I I, I tweeted this out once before. I remember we were leaving the Tokyo Dome, going back to that. Uh, and he'd been running around all night, did the whole circle of the field with each row. And then we had to go like a half mile down a tunnel to this absolutely packed news conference that may as well have been if Michael Jordan was retiring or Michael Jordan was coming back. It was that level, you know, a thousand people in a conference room and we're shooting that. We've been running around all night uh, and we're leaving the clubhouse uh, which is tiny. I mean, you saw the clubhouse. Mm-hmm. In to- or, yeah, the clubhouse in Tokyo is just absolutely just not big at all. Uh, but yeah, I remember we're leaving it, and and you know the players, you know, grab a beverage for for the way back or something like that. And and Ben himself, you know, we're the last ones out of there. Like we're getting, you gotta go, we gotta go, because we, you know, we're trying not to miss the bus to the plane to back to, of course, home. And yeah, I remember gra- Ben grabbed a beer out of the 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 cold bucket that they had there. And I was just thinking, nobody's ever deserved a beer more than Ben <laughs> after that Tokyo trip to head to the airport. And that was a veteran move on his part and a, a very well-deserved one at that. With all your, uh, all the things that you did with the Mariners, where does the Tokyo trip stack up? Well, that's close. That's gotta be one of the favorites. I still remember, uh, so the way that I've, I may have told this story before and apologies, but that was one. If I look back on the singular thing uh, that was so special or most memorable, it'd probably be that among a number of other things. But just the the surreal nature of it is what stood out. I remember uh, Nathan Rauschenberg now at the Seahawks. Uh, he and I got called into uh, Greg Green's office, uh, VP of marketing at the Mariners and Kevin Martinez, uh, senior VP of marketing at the Mariners, uh, was there as well. And normally when these things happen, it's, Hey, uh, <laughs> saw this tweet last night and it's, you know, not, nothing bad, nothing bad. Just want to talk through it. Uh, <laughs> and you know, so we're expecting, I'm like, this could call be into the principal's office. Right. But, yeah. But almost no matter what, it's going to be something that I did almost sure. invariably. It will be some wise crack in the replies or, you know, a shot here and there. And it's like, all right, I'll, you know, I'm just explaining where I'm coming from. Uh, but no, it was, Hey, yeah. You know, we just wanted to, uh, you know, short notice a little bit. It was only a couple weeks in advance, you know, short notice. We just wanted to, you know, let you know that, uh, you guys are both going to be going uh, to Tokyo. Um, we think that, you know, as far as out of the people that we could send, you would, you know, probably be able to get the most out of it in terms of capturing content and stuff like that. And, you know, the thing is, we'll just have to, you know, you have to catch a flight down to Arizona to get to get the plane. And meanwhile, in, in, in my mind, I'm thinking, all right, where is the catch to this? One? Do I have to take the flight to Arizona? Do I got to pay for my lodging in Tokyo? Uh, and then they, they continue. Oh, and, uh, yeah, your, your significant other can come as well. You know, every front office person who goes, uh, you know, if they're in a, you know, serious relationship, uh, Nathan's, I think you, yeah, Nathan got married a while ago. Nathan's, yeah. Nathan's married. I'm engaged. Oh, and if, 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 uh, 
you know, if they're, you know, your significant other can come as well. Every Mariners front office employee can bring somebody. So I'm thinking, all right, well, what do I got to do? I got to pay for my significant other's flight to Tokyo or something like that or or lodging again. I'm just like, where's the catch to this? And no, they just kept going. They're like, yeah, so the only, you know, catch is, you know, you should pay for, you know, your significant other's flight to Arizona. That's it one way uh, to get them down there because that's where the plane's leaving from. That's that's all you got. We got your flights, uh, but just, you know, your significant other's flight to Arizona. I was like, what? That's all? That this is the only catch that there is to any of this? And uh, it was unbelievable. I, I, Tokyo was unreal. Uh, and being able to spend it uh, with my significant other as well, although there wasn't too much uh, quality time. We still got a chance to enjoy it to a certain extent because we stayed in a good neighborhood. And, and a lot of it was, you know, you go over, capture the atmosphere. I'd try to do my best to edit together a little video and then maybe Michaela and I would go grab a drink or some ramen come about one thirty or so. Right. right. Um, but oh, that was an unforgettable experience. The atmosphere, everything. I, 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 can't, I We talk about it all the time. Michaela does. Oh, I just wish we could go back to Tokyo. And uh, I, l- I look forward to it happening sometime in the future. And then when I do, uh, maybe living it up a little bit more like yourself, finding, you know, a, a ball game in about every neighborhood you yes. go into. <laughs> I know. No, it was it was such a great trip for all the reasons that you just laid out. I mean, it was so much fun. And on the baseball side of things, I, I think about all the time seeing Ichiro playing his last game. And just, I mean – that opportunity there are so few people that got to see that happen and play out and you were right there you were on the field right as he's i i was in the around. press box moving about the stands so nathan okay. and i kind of split up he took the on-field stuff got it and i took stands and really oh that was even still just so special i just i, I started to get a feel for how you walk the concourse stay out of people's way and stuff like that and, and figured out the right views because that was by the time you know our fourth game there in tokyo with the two exhibitions and mm-hmm. the the regular season opener uh, but yeah that was just seeing the way people reacted the waving the way just it you know resonated with so many people that just wrecked me <laughs> that was yeah. i was i was looking like you say up in the crowd just breaking breaking down and uh it was something unbelievable just to see people waving and how much it resonated uh i went out to right field and kind of followed him in along the 100 concourse level and got the view as he walked you know all the way in or, or jogged all the way in and it was yeah that was something i'll never forget in terms of just you know this is what it's all about it's about these sto- it's not just about you know winning ball games and racking up records and doing that type of stuff it's about the connections between people it's about the memories it's about uh, you know, it's 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 James Earl Jones going this game, Ray. Right? <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? It's one of those yes. moments. It's one of those uh, that you just never forget. And yeah, I, I, to have it happen that way, Mariners go two and zero. That was that was pretty special. That was yeah. unbelievable. Yeah, and it's it's a hard thing to describe. I think we always knew uh, about Ichiro and his connection to Japan, but to actually live it and experience it. It, it was incredible. I mean, their connection to him. And it, it was the moment that we stepped off the plane. You know, we're, we're walking a long walk to, to get to the buses. And just, I mean, fans lined up and uh, camera people and just people everywhere expecting from the, the moment we walked off the plane that Ichiro would be there. And just everything he did, the reception uh, every time he did anything on the field. And I, I was so hoping he did a hit in those two games. But he did have that moment where he snapped off a throw from right field that I'll never forget. And uh, he threw, I think it was in the exhibition game, 
where he caught it, and it was just vintage. You know, it was Terrence Long type where he snapped off this throw to third base, and it just – the crowd went wild because it was a vintage Ichiro throw. It was such a fun moment. Yeah, that was spectacular. And, yeah, just even going back to the one of the lasting images of the trip – uh, for me related to the getting off the plane act will be and like a literal lasting image I was following you say out because oh, I knew nice. you'd get a lot of attention yes. so it's just so funny to go on like Getty images a day later and search you say or whatever it was I can't remember exactly Seattle Mariners at the time and then you see you say coming out with a flong of reporters and meanwhile I'm just in the background phone up you know glasses looking like the you know you probably see me in that position before <laughs> just looking like a goofball with a phone up and my my fiance chasing me down and it's just so funny to be able to have those images of just the preposterousness of it. Meanwhile, you know, uh, Ichiro with his own, he had his big, he had like a big knit cap on. It was like a, <laughs> like a Lenny Kravitz type look, you know, very fashionable, fashion forward. Uh, and, you know, we make a turn to go all by the photographers and make our way out. And of course, uh, Ichiro, veteran move. Uh, it's what MJ would do. Just, you know, takes a you know, slight detour, slide right, out the back door. Right. Into the night he goes. He's yep, gone. He's gone. <laughs> it was just, that was unbelievable. It's who everyone uh, yeah, wanted to see. Yeah. That was fun. Hey, my favorite part, too, is for whatever reason, my wife and I, we ran into Ricky Henderson everywhere. In the hotel, just <laughs> everywhere eating. He was, like, at the table next door. I just think it's the greatest thing in the world because I love Ricky. I love Ricky Henderson. I love everything about him. And the and to be in a situation where you're like, hey, look, there's Ricky Henderson again. It's just so bizarre and so fun. <laughs> I'm stealing her story, but this is also, again, I keep bringing up my fiance, Michaela. So she was there, and I don't know. I think we may have told you this story there, so apologies there. But it was so funny. So she's taking the elevator up in the hotel by herself. I can remember I was probably working on something. She's coming back from lunch. <laughs> and she gets into the elevator with, unbeknownst to her at the time, uh, Ricky Henderson. Oh, nice. And a uh, local Japanese woman. Uh, and, the, and, and the woman gets in, you know, all uh, normal, you know, nothing – unexpected seems like a guest at the hotel and then the elevator doors close bing and she goes can you please sign this can you sign this please ricky ricky henderson <laughs> so basically like an autograph hound had snuck into the the hotel nice. and taken the elevator up and uh and eventually it was so funny i i, I don't know that uh, ricky and my fiance had a, a brief exchange i don't know exactly what it was but it was funny when we had the uh the the bit of a the the what was it? The party or the, oh, yeah, the big right. pop and circumstance of cracking the socket barrel big together. All the right, players are there right. in office. Everybody's there. <laughs> and Michaela's in the unique position of saying hello to Ricky Henderson because they had met before in the <laughs> elevator. So, yeah. It was just so funny. You know, the, the self-proclaimed greatest of all time, uh, you know, just, you know, seeing him everywhere. And it's, it had kind of like that almost spring training vibe and, and being close proximity to those types. But yeah. I, that's Ricky. That's that's, that that's just Ricky. who Ricky is. He's got that gravity towards him, and yeah, that was. I we saw him at the party, and we're like, oh, we gotta say hi. And Michaela, yeah, struck up a conversation, and that was a blast. He's that was so cool. That's so great. So, have you thought about uh, at some point when we get back to normal and get back to going to baseball games? Have you thought about transitioning back to being a baseball fan? What that's going to be like? Just kind of going to a game, grabbing a beer, watching a game, cheering, that sort of thing. It'll be ni it'll be nice. I, I will say I did that a lot. Uh, I probably did it. I, there's a couple people in the digital group and, and throughout the marketing group, but I tried to do it as much as possible 
when I did work there as well, just being able, but you can't completely step away. You know, you're, mm. you're, if you're not posting things or seeding ideas to other people and doing that type of stuff. So I am, you know, looking forward to it, figuring out my, you know, my dad's season tickets. We still got our half season plan that we get for weeknights, you know, trading some tickets, go on weekends, but it, it will be a blast. You know, I have visions for, you know, where I'll, I'll sit and how I'll snag some cheap seats and get in or, or do that type of stuff. It'll be a little bit different. Um, but it'll be it'll be welcome and especially yeah this time uh you know this time of year it's like you you sit and you look you check the calendar and you're like oh man boy it'd be nice to be headed to a ball game today you know one of those classic 6 p.m saturday starts or you know a friday with a good starter on the mound where you're really looking forward to it you get done with work you head on in for happy hour maybe you got you know justice sheffield on a friday night or something like that you're like this is all right this is not so bad we got the friday greens we got good weather uh we got an interesting starter on the mound and you know gonna go find a value beer and you know chill up in the 300 level someplace and just enjoy it so no, I'm looking forward to it. Once we 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 finally get going again, whenever that may be, uh, it'll be different. Uh, but still, I I can't wait because, yeah, like I was talking about earlier with Ichiro. I mean, baseball is about more than the wins, the losses, and stuff like that. It's also just about relationships with people, and I look forward to, you know, going with my family a bunch, going with my fiance a bunch, uh, my brothers. We got uh, a family of I have I've we have five kids in our family all right here in Seattle, all big baseball fans. So uh, it'll be nice to be able to to catch games with them again and just, yeah, enjoy it in a little more lighthearted nature. And I'm assuming when the Red Sox are in town, uh, they will still let you sit in the Red Sox dugout. Is that... We'll see. Is that correct? <laughs> we'll see. Maybe I'll more be allowed in there as a as independent <laughs> versus a team employee. We'll see. I, who's who's the manager of the Red Sox now? Who it's Ron Renneke. It's Ron Renneke. Ron Renneke. Oh, that's Ron Renneke. Yeah, I mean, it won't be Alex Cora, no. so we'll see how that. But of course, yeah, getting booted out of there when they were a little fucky <laughs> after we. I mean, after Tim Beckham just tattooed Chris Sale, and then yeah, I remember Game Two. Uh, we were yeah shooting a little bit of content from that well right inside the dugout, and, and they were not having that after uh, Eovaldi was experiencing similar misfortune to Chris Sale a day later, and they were wondering what's going on. But right. uh, probably a little projection going on there. Uh, of all your stories, that that's probably my favorite. You and the Red Sox and the dugout. That whole thing is so great. It's so funny. I just love you know access-driven stuff, and uh, you know if you're not getting yeah. I'm always the person where, you know what, if I get in a little bit of trouble, it'll be defensible. It'll be understandable. Try to stay out of people's way. Don't make anybody's job harder to do. Uh, and as long as you're doing that, you're in okay shape. Uh, you know, don't get in the athlete's way. Don't do anything uh, fussy. You know, I, have I been at spring training? <laughs> well, I mean, one of the lasting moments, uh, Scott called Scott called me a little while ago uh, just to ask about like a social idea or something like that. Uh, actually missed the chance getting to see him uh, at the Packers playoff game, which we went to not oh, too long ago. Yeah. Uh, my dad very much wanted to tailgate inside, and Scott was outside, and, and I was chilly, so we stayed inside. But then, of course, my dad and my brother ran into him at the game, well, or as my brother and my other brother and I were someplace else. Anyway, uh, he, Scott call, called me, and I had to open up with, "Hey, you know, you miss, you know, yelling at me for sticking my head out from behind the L screen." And it was just funny in the 2019 spring training, always trying to push the limits of what angles we can get, especially mm-hmm. live batting practice. Live batting practice is the most interesting part of spring training. Seeing a pitcher go against, you know, young hitters, and 
I just remember being out behind the L screen, out behind the L screen, trying to stick my face out when I could, thinking I'll duck it. And <laughs> get behind the screen, <laughs> in a mean way, just in a, uh, you know, just looking yeah. out for you. And yeah. Then Justin Hollander, AGM, has to come, and then AGM at the time, has to come over, put his arm around me, Colin. We just, you know, not trying to be mean, just you know, saying we don't want you to, you know be lying on the ground and us having to, you know, pick up your teeth and, right. and it's practicing everything. You don't want to lose your face. That makes sense. Exactly. 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 But it, it's, those are the things, the relationships with people, uh, so many fun people to work with, uh, Scott from the same region that I grew up in. I'm from lacrosse. He's from, uh, West beer coon Valley right near there. Justin's a great dude to work with. And yeah, it's relationships, you know, they're everything. It's nice to have a lot of friends uh, in the organization and, and many I likely have for the rest of my life. That's so great. Well, Colin, this was really fun to catch up again. I'm looking forward to doing it again soon when we can talk about some baseball on the field. But be well, my friend. This was fun. We'll talk soon. Absolutely. Take care, and uh, we'll catch up soon. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.